the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Well, it is good to see you coast to coast live on YouTube, live on Sirius XM and WAVA in the Washington, D.C. area. Here he is, Larry Rosenthal himself. Good morning, sir. Well, good morning, Chris, and how are you today? I think we're going to have a great day. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. Every day is a great day, right? Every day is a, a great day. Right? Every day is a great day. That's right. If you didn't want to be, if you if you couldn't be a financial planner, wouldn't you? What would you be? What would I be? Who would you be? A fr- professional about that professional a baseball I guess I'd player? I have to be a baseball player. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. There you go. Yeah. Right, you'd be a good one. I know you talk a lot about baseball. You, it's fun. Yep, yeah. it's the it's the morning, uh, it's the pregame uh, before we go on YouTube and the radio conversation <laughs> about the week's baseball. That's for sure. It's always <laughs> a lot of fun. Always a lot of fun. Good yep, to see you here yep. today. And soon it'll be football when baseball's over. There right you there, you go. There you go. So hey, well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C. Baltimore area, as well as our listeners nationwide, coast-to-coast on Sirius XM, Channel 131, Family Talk. And our YouTube listeners, you can go to LarryRosenthal.tv and watch us live stream the show uh, with video right there on YouTube. So don't forget to check out our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletters. Follow us on Facebook. Check it all out there. We'll be making some announcements here about our October webinar coming up here soon. We're, uh, Speaking of webinars, what a good one you had this last week, huh? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was on the basics in estate planning. We had lots of people on there from all over the country. You know, we're kind of, we're, we're trying to give a push of education here toward some possible tax changes, and we'll be talking about that 
uh, this morning on the show as well. So, But before we get into any topics, Chris, I always like to, to announce, hey, you know what? It's Open Mic Saturday. And what I mean by that is any questions at all, give us a ring this morning with any questions that you may have on estate planning, taxes, mortgages, real estate, your 401K, the government TSP, your retirement plan, Roth IRA conversions, life insurance, whatever it may be, disability, long-term care insurance, whatever questions you may have regarding anything dealing with financial planning and investment world, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're here trying to deliver proper financial education to you so that you can you know, kind of do better for you and yourselves uh, as, as it goes to financial planning. So, you know, this past week in the markets, Chris, we saw some, some volatility. This week, we saw the markets sell off. And, and the sell-off on Monday that we had, was it Monday or Tuesday that we had this week, it, uh, it actually got to an official, quote-unquote, correction in the <laughs> market because we dropped down 5% from the all-time high. Now the markets have come back later this week, uh, some comments by the Fed. And, and what was sort of rocking the markets earlier this week was Evergrande, you know, the, the – the, um, uh, the second largest developer of real estate in China, they have liabilities of about $300 billion. And it doesn't look like, you know, it's uh, people are concerned if whether or not they're going to be able to make these interest payments and principal payments that are mm-hmm. coming up due. And so there's a lot of conversation as to is it going to be balanced uh, um, uh, Support it out? Is it going to be, you know, held up or is it going to be left to, you know, to fall? We don't know. We'll have to see. But the issue there is, you know, what banks around the world have tentacles into it? That's what the concern is when it, when it comes to all of this, you know. And so we'll have to wait and see um, about that. You know, the markets are looking for a direction to either come up in, in value or to drop back and pull back in value. You know, earnings season's over right now, just about. We're not going to get into the throes of earnings season for about another three weeks or so once we get into October for the third quarter. They do anticipate to be a little bit good, although they've trailed back as it should be. Uh, The Fed this past week made some fantastic comments, basically saying they're going to start their tapering program down. Some people are like, no, we don't want you to do that. Don't turn the spigot off. But you know what? We want to get the Fed systematically slowly out of a supporting role, right? We want the economy to stand on its own and to have its own organic growth. That's what we want to ultimately get to do. Mm-hmm. And and they're confident now that the economy is strong enough that they can sort of back step back a little bit. So they're going to lower the amount of bonds that they're buying each month. They're probably going to start in November is what my estimate is. Uh, but who knows? Who knows what will happen there? Uh, that will push interest rates up a little bit because they are a large bond buyer, and so we're going to talk about that today and what the ten-year note really has has to uh, to do with everything. But all in all, they made some very um, dovish comments about the support of the markets and the economy, and they really liked it. They they did say that they were going to probably look to maybe get the first rate hike sometime in 2022. Which some people are going again, no, don't do it. And other people are going, yeah, let's normalize this thing Mm -hmm. and get them out of the way. Exactly. Hey, let's open up the phone line here and let's welcome Alex on the line from North Carolina. Good morning, Alex. How are you today? Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. How can I help you? Well, um, I've got um, $350,000 worth of cash and I'm extreme conservative. Um, you know, I've worked too hard to earn it, so I don't want to lose it. Just kind of a, a thought process of how to make it work for me. 
So is the money in the bank right now? It is. It is. Yeah, and so the problem that you have here is is the bank is not earning an effective enough rate of return, right? That's and, right. And so the question becomes this, does it matter based off of inflation? And today it matters very much, Alex, because inflation yes, is tracking around 4 or 5% and the bank's paying us nothing. So every day That's that the right. money's in the bank, we're losing future purchasing power. So think of this yes, in sir. steps. Right now, your money's inside the bank door. The question becomes, if I take one step outside the bank door, what happens? Well, I can get a little bit higher yield, but I don't have any guarantees that the bank gives on principle, right? And right. that's the risk question. If I take two steps away from the bank or three steps, the further I, take away, the further I move my money away from the security of a bank account, the more risk I'm going to have. So the question is this, can I take one step outside the bank door and get a little bit better yield? And the answer is yes, but you lose the guarantees. So then you have to say, well, right. what kind of risk is there? And so there are some ways in the bond market, Alex, that you can actually play this. And we have a lot of people all around the country that are doing this now. And basically what it is is you can you can put money into a bond fund. Now, the yield on these funds are, are, are anywhere from 2 to 3.5% interest. So if the price per share stays the same, then that's what your yield's going to be. Now, there's no guarantee that the price of the shares will stay the same. They do fluctuate by a few pennies every handful of days. So it's not a lot of volatility like the stock market is, okay? Another way to look at doing this is doing what's called a bond ladder, where you take part of the money and you buy individual corporate bonds, and they mature at different times. So you might buy a, a, a corporate bond that, let's say it's paying 1% as an example, and it matures, let's say, uh, nine months from now. So if you hold that bond till nine months, you'll get back your principal, providing the company doesn't go out of business, and you'll get your 1%, okay? So, so there are, there's what, so, so what we've been doing for clients is we call the bond desk and say, hey, we want you to build us a bond ladder you know, we've got X amount of dollars from, from ABC client who says, I want to build a bond ladder. And, and so these bonds come due every month or every three months or six months or something like that so that you always have liquidity coming due. You see what I mean? But that's right. the, those yeah. are the places that you would look to keep your account, keep your money liquid and, and get a little bit better rate of return than the bank to compete with inflation but not take an excess amount of risk. That's the first step that you would really look at. And if you wanted some information on that, I'd be happy to send it to you. Um, on, on the May I ask you a question? Sure. What about um, annuities? You know, I've been talked to about um, one for like 1.5% for three years and one at 2.5% for five years. Um, how do you feel about those? So that is that is probably one and a half steps away from the bank, from the bank okay. door. And the reason I say that is because if you notice what I said earlier was those bonds are completely liquid. The annuity yes, is not. If you pull money out of that annuity before that time frame is up, there's going to be a penalty. Right. Okay? Right. So if you're okay with locking up some money, then yeah. 
Now, the difference here is this, is that the income, that the earnings on that annuity is tax-deferred, which is a great thing because right. now you're getting compound right. interest growing tax-deferred. But if you decide to pull the money out of the annuity, then your income is taxed, excuse me, the earnings is taxed at ordinary income rates, which is a, the yes, highest sir. rate, okay? But so is bond interest right. for that matter. So it's kind of six of one, half dozen yes, of the other when it comes to that. So. I'm 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 comfortable with that, but that is moving another step away from the bank because you're locking down money. Okay, um, yes, sir. so and then it depends on your age too. If you're under fifty nine and a half and you're going to take money out of the annuity, then you could be subject to a ten percent additional penalty on top of the tax on the growth of the money. Right. So be be aware of that. But yes, we we are very familiar with that. And there's different annuities out there. Some are paying one, two, and maybe even some of them three percent. I heard the other day, and that's tax deferred. Yes, and 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 you just what ends up happening is you just keep the annuity and that block of money. You just end up keep rolling it over year after year, because most people don't want to pull it out and pay the tax on the earnings. And they, that way right. you're getting compound interest growing. But, yes, that is that is like one and a half steps away from the bank. Um, uh, and then you can go two steps away and three steps away. Do you see what I mean? Yes, so, sir. So yes, sir. Um, a lot of times what happens here, Alex, is, is we'll take this type of a conversation and sort of sh show you the spread of here's the money in the bank. What does one step look like? One and a half, two, three, four, five steps all the way. And sometimes right. people end up saying, you know what, I, I want to get a blend. I want to keep most of my money in the bank, put a little of them one step away, a little of it two steps away, a little of it three steps away. So you get sort of a a blend of your rate of return on all of that. Right. Does that make sense? Kind of yes, looks like, kinda looks like yes, a sir. pair, you know, a little bit Absolutely. at the top, most of it at the bottom, very conservative and safe in the bank, things like that. So. So that's kind of the the uh, the scenario there. And when it comes to the annuity, also you want to make sure that it's a, a rock-solid company and right. find out what the fees are as far as that goes. Find out what the rules are with that particular annuity if the time frame passes and now you've got to re-up it again. Are you going to uh -huh. be subject to prevailing rates or do you have a minimum f guaranteed minimum rate as well? Those are some of the trick questions that you need to ask, uh, and then can you roll it over internally to another prevailing rate annuity if rates go up while you're sitting at a lower right. rate, okay? So those are some of the right. questions you need to shop and ask, but be happy to send you out info on that if you'd like. Please, yes. Okay, well, here's what I'll do then, Alex. I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll send you out information on the, the fixed annuities as well as the bonds, and uh, see if we can give you some education on it, okay? Thank you very much. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We're going to keep these phone lines open. It's Open Mic Saturday. Give us a call with any of your questions at all. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. 
There are still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. another money minute with larry rosenthal proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof make sure your insurance is aligned properly make sure you have the right types of homeowners auto umbrella disability long-term care life insurance just to name a few financial planning starts with a firm foundation and that foundation is your insurance then take a look at your cash flow are you able to save money save it in the proper places retirement planning traditional iras traditional 401k plans roth iras make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. If you'd like to dial in, 855-767-3123. Talk to Larry, 855-767-3123. Larry. So, Chris, we are, we've been waiting for this day and time to come, and it's My birthday? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Happy birthday, Chris. <laughs> there you go. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. Yep, yep, yep. So, waiting for so, the big old check in the mail. Where is it? Yep. So we've got the Fed. The Fed has said, listen, here's the deal. We're going to start probably tapering, meaning right now they've been buying $120 billion a month of treasury bills and when when you buy when when prices of the bonds go up the interest rates go down when prices go down interest rates go up if there's less people buying then prices will probably drop right and that will push interest rates up well if you take a look at the 10-year note the 10-year note the 10-year bond the 10-year treasury bond okay has and I'll make my point on this in a moment, has, you know, during COVID, it was it was as low as 0.5 of 1%, and it shot way back up to about 1.6, 1.7. And then it's trickled down, and it's been living in this zone of about 1.25 to 1.35. Well, this past week, just this week, when the Fed said, look, we are going to start our tapering program, 
Um, they haven't announced how much or when, but it's coming. The 10-year bond started to shoot up because now we know there's not going to be as much money purchasing in the government bonds, which is driving the interest rate up. So why is it important to take a look at the 10-year bond? The 10-year Treasury yield impacts corporate bond rates. It impacts 30-year fixed mortgage rates, believe it or not, credit card rates, car loans, student loans, personal loans, and interest rate loans, okay, uh, savings interest rates. So, so the 10-year bond has a big, big impact in, in the overall economy. Now, remember this, and here's the lesson. There's two sides to the bond street. There's one side that has interest rate sensitivity, or it's called duration risk. The other side of the bond street has what's called credit risk. When the economy is expanding and growing, you want to have credit risk because during that time frame, interest rates will go up. There are certain types of bonds out there that do well in that environment. There are also other types of bonds that do not do well when interest rates are rising. If you take a look at some of these bonds right now that most people own, they're negative for the year. That's because as interest rates rise, bond prices drop. In a rising interest rate environment, you need to own the other type of bonds, a little bit more credit risk type bonds. Best thing to do is have a diversified bond type of a portfolio these days, right now that I'm talking about with this change that's going on economically with the Fed and, and the bond market, okay? That way you can take advantage of the different sectors of the bonds around there and not be so tied to one particular type of bond. This is important. We've, we've uh, been watching this for some time coming out of COVID, and guess what? We're approaching the start line of this. It's going to be a change in the bond market, and it's coming. So take a good look at what type of bonds you have in your portfolio, the type of mutual funds you have, possibly ETFs, and individual bonds to make sure that you understand what's going on in your bond portfolio. Uh, it's, it's important because this is coming, Chris. You know, you don't fight the Fed. And uh, you understand what the Fed's doing, and you get on that wave that the Fed's riding. That's what that's what you need to be doing. And right now, we're looking at the bond market when it comes to all that. So just a little FYI right there. Take a good look at your investments, you know. And, and you know, we, we, we get people uh, all the time, Chris, calling us and saying, you know, Larry, I, I heard you on the radio. I heard this. Or I heard Dean on the radio. What, whatever the story may be, um, you were talking about this, that, and the other can you take a look at our investments and make sure we're doing what you're talking about, you know, or, or we're, we're not doing the, the wrong things here, get a second opinion. If you want to get a second opinion on what's inside your investments, your retirement plans, money that's in your retirement plans, money that's outside your retirement plans, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123, no problem with it at all. Or simply go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, fire us off an email, say, hey, like, we'd like to get a second opinion on what we're doing with our investments right now. We are in the intersection of change right now. The stock market is looking for an excuse to pull back or an excuse to push forward again. Uh, we've got earnings season right around the corner, two and a half, three weeks from now. We'll start getting the numbers in October for the third quarter earnings, which is, uh, what is it, July, August, September coming up here soon. Going to be reported October, November, and into December a little bit. Uh, that's going to be key. We also have a lot of information on the taxes and the infrastructure bill. That's one of the things that we wanted to talk about today, Chris, was the taxes, you know, a couple yeah. of weeks ago. I was just going to say, you know, it's, if you're a procrastinator such as myself, we're, we're kind of honing in on that last chance def ditch effort to get those taxes in, right? 
Yeah, if you haven't filed your taxes yet, yeah, yeah. I guess. Well, you can file an about? extension. I've always, you know, you file an extension. You get it. Yeah, you know, you you just you you lead that Spartan life, Chris. You got all kinds of things going on all the time, all around <laughs> you. Man. Spartan I don't life. Know. <laughs> I don't know about that. There you go. But there I'm you with go. you. I'm with so, you. hey, but no, you know, this week also a lot of things are heating up in 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 Congress as far as talking about mm-hmm. it. Again, we're not getting political here. Uh, but but we have to mention the word Congress, right? And and so there's a lot of things that are Did being that are be, being talked about, you know, in Congress as far as infrastructure spending, the different bills and taxes to pay for all this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did our estate planning seminar, our basics in estate planning seminar, because that's one of the targets that it could be changed when it comes to taxation, which, which is federal estate taxes and income taxes and titling accounts, cost bases, things like that. Today, another thing that we want to talk about here, too, is the four ways that the IRS sort of views our money. We call it the tax buckets, okay? And this is going to be a change uh, from based on, based looking at the 16 different things that the uh, that Congress is talking about as far as taxes go. So you've heard of asset allocation before. You've heard of, of product allocation. You know, asset allocations, don't put all your eggs in one basket. Invest in different areas. Product allocation, have differences, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, et cetera, et cetera, on down the line, right? Uh, and then now we're talking about tax allocation. The IRS views our money through four different lenses, four different tax lenses, taxable, tax deductible and deferred, uh, non-deductible and, and tax deferred, and then tax exempt or tax free. Those are the four different ways that the IRS views our money. You know, Chris, and if I had a dollar to invest, I'd put a, I'd put a quarter in each different tax system is what I would do. You know, and one of the issues that we see a lot of people talking about is when they get down the road to retirement is they say, boy, Larry, man, I wish I had more money in Roth IRAs, you know, and I go, yeah, I I can imagine that right now because you have to pull money out. You have to take your required distributions at 72, so forth and so on. Um, But remember all those tax deductions you got for putting Mm -hmm. it in on the pre-tax. So my point is this is you're across the board is what you're saying. That's exactly right. My point is this. There's a bunch of financial advisors out there that would say, oh, no, put it all pre-tax. There's a bunch of them out there that say, put it all post-tax on the Roth. And then there's some that say, do a combination of both. And so what we've sort of seen here is this, is early, early income earners, you know, people in their 20s, their 30s, their 40s, before they reach the peak in their, in their income, it's kind of wise to take a look at putting the money on the Roth side, build up that tax-free bucket, and then as your income gets higher down the road and you strive for more of a tax deduction on your return, switch over to pre-tax, okay? Uh, just, just, but that goes different for everyone out there. It depends on your, your total income, depends on when you want to retire, depends on what your company matching is going to be. They only match on the pre-tax side, employers do. But my point is this, you know, we've got stuff going on with the Fed, with a tapering program, possible raising of interest rates next year. We've got Congress taking a look at revamping a good chunk of the tax code, mm-hmm. and some of that's going to come to you and I on the investment side of things. So make sure you understand what your tax allocation strategy is. When people come in, what's one of the things we take a look at is we do what's called a formula. We call your we call it your IE ratio, your IE ratio, which basically means how much IRA type money do you have that's never been taxed before over your estate? 
Okay, hmm. so you know if you're sitting here and you're going, well, ninety-two percent of my money's never been taxed before, or forty-four percent of my money's never been taxed before. That's what you're looking at down the road in retirement years. Okay, uh, when it comes to supplementing your retirement income, taxes, and and so. There's a lot to be said when it comes to sitting down and looking at asset allocation, product allocation, and tax allocation strategies, all built within the confines of a properly structured financial plan. It, the, you know, those types of things right there, those three strategies, asset, product, and tax allocation strategies, will help dictate to you which bucket of money you start pulling money out in retirement planning. So so there's a lot that goes into this because you know if you can minimize taxes and and minimize expenses and and put your money in the right spot that is designed to produce income or growth or a combination of growth and income your plan just has a better 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 chance of of making things work for you uh, during your retirement years. So so take a good look at it, understand, know what you own and things like that. Hey, Chris, I see it's the bottom of the hour here. We need to take another break here, get some uh, people on here. But uh, let's keep those phone lines open. It's Open Mic Saturday. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-ROSE-123, 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning or investment questions, estate planning, retirement planning, whatever it may be, give us a call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. We'll be back in a moment. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. Proper financial planning starts with a firm foundation. Don't jump up to the third rung of the ladder when you're trying to climb to the top of the roof. Make sure your insurance is aligned properly. Make sure you have the right types of homeowners, auto, umbrella, disability, long-term care, life insurance, just to name a few. Financial planning starts with a firm foundation, and that foundation is your insurance. Then take a look at your cash flow. Are you able to save money? Save it in the proper places. Retirement planning, traditional IRAs, traditional 401K plans, Roth IRAs. Make sure that the dollars are actually working for you towards your investment objectives. Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Glad to have you back, 855-767-3123, 855-ROSE-123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, who is live here in studio. We've got some lines available for you if you'd like to dial in and ask those questions that have been on your mind. Now's a good time to do it, 855-767-3123. Larry. So in Matthew 6.24, Lord says, No one can serve two masters. Either he will hate one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money at the same time. First uh, Timothy 6.10, you know, for the love of money is a root of all sorts of evil, and some by longing for it have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. 
So, you know, we got to keep it real, understand, you know, who owns it and, and what our role is of good stewardship with our dollars. And that's why we want to try and, you know, get some some financial planning and, and, and understand what your goals and objectives are. And, you know, I kind of do this a little bit at the beginning of the quarter sometime. And I guess this is the end of a quarter rolling into the beginning of a quarter. You know, but it's important to understand the steps in building a properly structured financial plan. Which is what you were talking about when you talked about stewardship, too. You're being able to handle the Lord's money. You know, you that's correct. One way to start it is to plan. Well, you you can't you can't build a house without planning, right? <laughs> well, you can, but it looks a lot like you know something I would build. So no, <laughs> yeah, don't we do don't want to do that too, <laughs> not at all. So, so um, hey, so steps in a financial plan. First thing that that someone needs to really do, <clears throat> excuse me, is sit down and select a team, interview a handful of financial advisors. You know, do you work with a CPA firm that can work with financial advisors? What about an estate planning attorney? Uh, a banker if you need, you know, if you're a small business owner, you know, different things like that. So select the team. And there's a whole list of questions that you could be asking today if, if you want to, you know, ask about a financial advisor. You know, what, what are the list of questions? You know, how are you compensated? What's your buy-sell decision process? Do you work from a financial plan? Are you a fiduciary? You know, all these different types of questions that you could be asking your financial planner. Uh, you know, then the next step involved in all of this is gathering your your data, taking a look at gathering the data. Um, what are, what is your what is your total assets right now, minus your liabilities? What are the strengths that you see that you possess in the coming years to enable you to retire? Or if you're already retired, what are the strengths in your current financial arrangements? that you can pass assets on to your heirs and charity, charities in the most tax-efficient manner? What are the weaknesses to getting to the retirement finish line that you see in your, in your situation? What are the weaknesses right now if you, became, if you are retired and you became incapacitated or you were unable to make financial decisions or you went to heaven tomorrow? You know, are, are you sure everything's going to go where you want it to go, the way you want it to go, and when you want it to go there? You know, so so talk about that. You know, sit down and write it out. And I was explaining to someone uh, a couple of weeks ago on our webinar, the easiest way to take a look at how you want to pass assets on basically is just sort of take a piece of paper and write out where what you assets you have, and in the next column over, write out how those things are titled. You know, it's joint titled with me and my spouse, or it's individually owned. It's an IRA, whatever it may be. And then on the next column over, just write down who you want to get it and how and when. And that's really what has to go on your beneficiary forms, in your will, in your trust, things of that nature like that. And so that's one of the best ways to go about doing that. So in the part of gathering the data, you also want to write down your goals. Talk about what your goals are. What do you want to try to retire on? And this is where people get uh, tricked up a little bit. So I'm going to give you some of the secret sauce here as far as how do you figure out how much money you need in retirement years, right? Well, you can sit down and you can say, well, I spend X amount of dollars. I have Y amount coming in. There you go, right? But what about somebody who, let's say, they're 55 years old and they go, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to need in five or ten years when I retire. What about that person? You know, how do they figure out what they're going to need in retirement? What's the formula? Do they just take a guess? What do they do? 
Well, the first question you ask is, are you happy with your standard of living? And if they say, well, yeah, I'm happy with my standard of living, then that's the number you look at retirement planning with, right? Why default and just go, well, I'm just going to live on 70% of my money in retirement, and that's that? Well, wait a minute here. Maybe you could live on all of it, right, on your current standard of living. So that's the baseline that we run with clients in a financial plan is we ask this question, are you currently happy with your standard of living? And if so, if they say yes, then great, then the next questions are pretty easy. Your paychecks, when they come in, after taxes are taken out, health insurance are taken out, 401K contributions are taken out, after all the stuff's taken out, what's your net income each month that put into your checking account? They give you a number, and that's the number you start looking at in the financial plan. Very simple, very easy. doesn't take a slide rule to do that one, Chris, okay? <laughs> it's very, very simple and very, very easy. And then that's the basis, that's the baseline of targets that you're looking at for retirement planning income. And most people don't really understand. Most folks would say that they have to cut back, they've got to slim down, they're concerned. But if you plan right, it's not necessary. Well, that is true, and, and, and the, the, the behavioral finance is that you will cut back and slim down on your expenses, and that's natural because all of a sudden you're going, well, for umpteen decades right, now, the paycheck's I've been getting been there this check every all month. the time, yeah. and now I'm not getting it anymore. What am I going to do with about, about, that, about that situation? It's a scary for most people. But that's yeah. the baseline plan, and then from there, if it doesn't look like it's not going to work, there's four options, you know, work longer, retire on less, save more money, get a better rate of return. Those are the four options. And then you start tweaking the plan from that particular point right there. And that goes into the third step of building a properly structured financial plan, and that is how to analyze the data. You know, uh, analyze the data. What do you, what, you know, what, what are you looking at from a tax perspective? What are you looking at from an investment perspective as far as your money you know, take that 55-year-old right now, mainly that 55-year-old family is, is sitting there going, our investments need to grow, grow, grow. So they've been in growth-oriented investments in their 30s, 40s, and 50s. And now they get into their 60s, and maybe that, that money needs to be turned over a little bit into income and growth production, right? Income and growth production. And, and that's a scenario that needs to take a look at in analyzing the data. What is the story there? And then we've got the taxes, which we talked about uh, before this segment here on the show already today. Um, you know, what do you want to do with your house when you retire? Do you want to stay in the same house? Do you want to sell it? You know, what, where do you want to move to? What's the story with that? Um, so you take a look at all the scenarios, cash flow, debt, all of that, and you analyze it all, and you put all that into the financial plan. Uh, you know, if, if you want to see how a financial plan really looks, I've got a 90-second video on our website. You go to LarryRosenthal.com and just click on the video on the front page, and it's right there. It'll show you how it works. It coordinates all of your money, your bank, your retirement plans, your current investments. It, it pulls it all in daily for you. It links it all in each day through, through um, data gathering. And it shows you an up-to-date financial plan that's 24 hours old. And it's got all of your goals and objectives in there, you know. And there's a lot involved with all the planning. You know, I, I mentioned um, we, we did a webinar earlier this year, and maybe that's part of what I'll do uh, in, in October here, Chris. So stay tuned for that. 
um, you know, there's 130 different things that we have identified or, or items, I should say, that we have identified that can be in a financial plan, okay? Um, most of the time, we cover 64, believe it or not, 64 items that are inside of a financial plan that most people cover. Can you list 64 different topics that can go into a financial plan? Most people cannot. And, and that's really the baseline of the financial plan. You talk about being comprehensive. There you go. Check out the video, LarryRosenthal.com, on the front page there. While you're there, also sign up for our newsletter. Be more than happy to send it out to you. It's, we send out a market commentary each week as well as a monthly educational newsletter on there. There's no charge for it uh, from that standpoint. So after you've, you've, you have all this data gathered in the financial plan and you analyze all the data, now it's time to make recommendations. So, so how does the plan look? Does it look satisfactory to you? Is it accomplishing you and your family's goals and objectives, college funding, retirement planning, tax efficiency, um, uh, you know, estate planning, inheritance, charitable giving, all that kind of, kind of stuff? And, and that's when you sit down with the advisor and you start taking a look at, at, at the goals. And, and, you know, I want to do this now. I want to do that now, you know. Uh, th those types of things, you know. Well, what happens if you retire and all of a sudden you say, you know what, I, I think I like this RV thing. I want to buy an <laughs> RV for a hundred grand and go cruise around the country. Or, you know, someone was telling me the other day they've decided, you know, they 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 decided, you know, all of a sudden now they want to get a beach house in retirement. Okay, well let's take a look at it. Let's put it into the financial plan and see what it's going to cost and see what type of changes need to be made. You hear a lot order, of hopes and dreams in your office. In order to accomplish that. That's exactly right, Chris. Yeah. We we put it all in the plan hmm. and just year by year outline it all right there, and it, and, it, and it works, okay? And when you plan it out, it works. Plan your work and work your plan. That's mm -hmm. for sure, uh, you know, when it, when it comes to all that. And then implement it and monitor the plan. That's one of the most overlooked pieces of a financial plan that I see, and it is absolutely amazing to me because we see people, somebody will come in and say, well, yeah, Larry, you know, it's 2021, and, and I did this financial plan in 2016 with some people, but, you know, we haven't really sat back down and looked at the plan again. We haven't looked at it. I don't know what's going on, you know. When, when we, we, we redo these plans, I mean, we're, we're, we're working the plans all the time. How mm. can you make investment? Here's the question. How can you make investment choices if you don't have something to shoot for in the financial plan, right? How do you know what to invest in? How do you know how much risk to take? How do you know how to be so conservative? What about your tax scenario in financial plans? I mean, in investments? as it all relates to your financial plan. And this is what I've been telling people for years. In good times and in bad, yeah, the market's going to do what the market's going to do, and we'll do our best to manage that. But what you're in competition with is your financial plan. You're not in competition with your neighbor down the street, your Aunt Millie. You're not in competition. <laughs> yeah, you're not in competition with her either, and you're not mm. in competition with the stock market. You're in competition with your financial plan. Well, and my neighbor's lawn. I went to my lawn and, and I. We, we try to make our lawn look better than our neighbors. It never, you do? It never works out. You know, so no, we're, we Chris, are in competition. I don't know about your lawn, man. <laughs> well, we get in competition. We do a little bit, but you're right. I mean, it, it's really important that you realize that it's just you that you're in competition with in your plan. Not That's your correct. Not your that is exactly yeah. correct. Everybody has different different levels of desire, and, and you know, some people you know, want, want to be more simplistic than others. 
and you put all that into the financial planning. And it's mm-hmm. amazing these con- these conversations that we have with with people. And you know what what type of value are you getting out of the money that you have? You know to enrich the relationships that you have here on earth, right? Um, versus you know being the the you know the wealthiest person uh, at the end of life, going yeah I got all this money, but you know what I didn't enjoy any of it. Yeah, right? you always talked about that. It's uh, not him. Yeah, it's exactly. Not, it's not him who who dies with the most toys. That's not not at all. Not happen. at all. So. So you know, I'm I'm saying this because if you stop and if you if you take a look at where we are now, we we've gone through the COVID recession, and I'm going to try and tie all this together today because I've been just sitting here talking a lot and a lot. And I know that, uh, but it, it's coming down to some change now. You know, we we went into COVID unexpectedly. We came out of COVID very quickly with tremendous amount of stimulus and things like that and support from the Fed. And now the Fed is at the position where they're going, hey, guess what? The economy is able to stand a little bit better on its own. Excuse me. So we're going to slow down our support. That's going to change things in the bond market, the interest rate world. And it's also going to change some things in the stocks as well. So that's why I'm talking. And then – Congress right now is debating over new infrastructure spending, which will have an impact on inflation, which will dictate to the Fed, which will dictate to your investment choices. And they're also talking about some some uh, big sweeping tax changes, which is going to dictate investment choice changes as well. So I'm trying to put all this together the last few weeks of the show uh, or the la- over the last few weeks of the show, which is sort of saying, you know what, look, look at your asset allocation choices, your product choices, you know, annuities, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, you know, ETFs, whatever it may be, uh, and then the tax allocation strategies that we're talking about here today. And all of that comprehensively needs to go into your financial plan. We've got some change coming up. Uh, The markets will always do what they do, which is going up and down on an ascending scale upwards over time, okay? But the question is, are you ready and are you going to be on the right train that's leaving the station when some of these changes actually take place and come to fruition for your own financial planning and things like that. So, uh, hey, let's go ahead and welcome Linda on the line from South Carolina. Good morning, Linda. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you for taking my call. And, sure. And this is Larry I'm speaking to. Yes, ma'am. Okay, Larry. So uh, I am in a uh, remarriage. Both my husband and I are in a remarriage. He's much older than I am, and I've just really begun my career. And um, So we have adult children from previous marriages and two grandchildren. And I just can't seem to find any materials out there <laughs> to help us kind of have a, a guideline for what to do when one of us passes, you know. Um, you know, so just wondering what your thoughts were, if you had any resources you would recommend or what would you sure linda yeah yeah and and here's one of the reasons why you can't really find a good guideline for that question because in your household it's going to be answered one way in your neighbors it's going to be answered a different way and then and in your other neighbor's house it's going to be answered yet a third way and that's where it boils down to a personal financial plan okay um, there, there, there's no way anyone can write a book and cover all the different scenarios that someone would want to do. Yeah, there's books out there that talk about how to how to pass certain 
certain strategies on with inheritances and stuff like that. But it really all comes down to your own personal financial plan, which is basically what we've been talking about this, most of this show today. So, so you really hit the nail right on the head. You're right. It's not out there. And the reason why is because the financial planning in uh, software enables you to customize to your family what it is you want to do. And that's the the guideline that you look at. That's the guideline you, you take, um, you know, and, and sit down and, and, and work it out that way. That's really the, 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 the best answer for you right there because the, the plan's going to show you how everything's titled, if it's titled joint tenants with rights of survivorship, if you need a will or a trust, and just, you know, how things are titled that way. You know, you work with an attorney on that kind of stuff, a CPA, and just different things. Mm-hmm. So so the answer to your question is really that. And and the way that you go about doing this is, you know, I, I'll tell you what I can do. If you want, we'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit, Okay. And our financial planning toolkit, Linda, is is just a form. It's a couple pages. It's not intimidating at all. And and when you fill it out and send it back, it basically draws a line in the sand and it answers the question of this. It says, hey, if I keep doing what I've been doing, where am I going to be down the road? And then it's going to show you where you'll be and whether or not you like what you're currently doing. And that's when you sit down and start making changes. To, to take a look at your personal situation because the first thing we have to do is take an x-ray of what you're doing, present that, and then show you what you're doing should you, should you say, you know, what happens if someone passes, what happens if a job changes and all that kind of stuff. Then you start tailoring the financial plan. Does that, does that kind of help? Oh, yeah. Well, kind of. I think it sounds also like my husband and I initially have to decide how we want things divided. Would that also play into that plan? Absolutely it does, and we work with clients all over the country who have blended families. That just seems right. to be, you know, part of the norm today, right, or, or a good portion of people, I would say. Yeah. And so, right. so what we've seen things all over the place, Linda, and there's no right or wrong answer to this. You know, a, a, a one right. scenario is is – you know, what you brought into the marriage goes to your kids. What he brought into the marriage goes to his kids. But joint marital property that you both form and grow together can be split between all the kids. You know, that's one scenario we see a lot. We see another scenario where where blended families come together, and the money's never blended. It's always, this is always mine, this is always his, you know, hers and his and, and that kind of a thing. Um, all the way out. So it's really whatever's comfortable for you and your spouse. There's no right or wrong way for this, okay? And all of that can be worked off of beneficiary forms, trust documents, wills, investment accounts, all of that. So so you two just need to sit down. And, you know, in, in a meeting, I can give you all kinds of scenarios that we've seen people do over the years, just food for thought, just like I did right here. There's no right or wrong way to do it. You just need to have the conversation, and then that's what goes into the plan. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Well, listen, I'll tell you what. If you'd like, I'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that will get you started a little bit on it, okay? All right. That sounds great. Thank you. Yep. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, Linda, and we'll send it out to you, okay? Appreciate the phone call. All right. You listen thank to you. Me- Yep, appreciate the call. You're listening to Making Money Sense, Larry Rosenthal Show. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, there's no 
scenario, Chris, whether it's business or personal finance, that a financial plan cannot address. Mm -hmm. There's no scenario out there that it can't address. You are limited with your own imagination as to what you want to try to do with your assets uh, while you're living, owning them, controlling them, and then passing them on to heirs or charities. Uh, there you, so, so there's no scenario that a properly structured financial plan can't accomplish this. Hey, I see we got to take a quick break here. We've got a few minutes left in the show. We'll keep the phone lines open. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. I'm Larry Rosenthal. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Delivering sound financial advice you can depend on. You found the Larry Rosenthal Show. Call now with your questions, 855-767-3123, or stop by LarryRosenthal.com. This is the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal here in studio. That's 855-ROSE-123. Larry. Sure, Chris. So, you know, we, we talked about product allocation a little bit today, mutual funds, ETFs, stocks, things like that. How do you know which one's good? They are all good, right? Everything. They're all good. Well, how do you know which ones are better? I ask you. You usually have the right answer. <laughs> well, we're asking you today, Chris. That's what we're <laughs> that doing. Is, there's your first mistake. You know, you don't want to do that. Ask somebody yep, who knows what yep, you're talking about. I hear you. So, so, you know, there are so many different ways that you can screen Let's just pick mutual funds, for example, today. There's so many different ways that you can screen a mutual fund. You know, you can look at manager, tenure, product, you know, the standard deviation on it, um, you know, the, the percentage that it ranks in this category. One of the things that's interesting that, that when I tell clients this, they look at me and go, what? That sounds interesting. What is it? And it's called upside or downside capture. So when you take a look at how that really works is let's assume that the the stock market, meaning the S&P 500, earns 10%. And let's suppose your mutual fund has a track record of, oh, I'll just make up a number, of, of 98% upside capture. But it has a downside capture of, let's say, 75%. So that means when the market's up, it'll capture 98% of it. Maybe some of it's 104%. You don't know. When the market's down, maybe it's only going to capture 75% of the downside, saving you 25%.
So that's kind of one of the ways that you can take a look at the screening of your mutual funds in your retirement plans and outside as well. Hey, we've got some callers on the line. I'm going to stay in studio here. We've got to end the show here. We've just got a few seconds left. But you can catch us next Saturday with another session of the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. Visit our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us on Facebook. Sign up for our newsletter. It's free. We send out a weekly market commentary and monthly education. So for Bob in the back answering the phones today, great job again, Bob. And for Chris McKay. I'm Larry Rosenthal. Y'all have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another session of Making Money Sense. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.